You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. What up, what up, what up? It is your host, Neil Maligno. You are tuned in to the Rival Podcast. I can't thank you enough. This is episode number one, and we have a lot in store for you guys. We we are starting the podcast. You, I, I, I don't know how you came to the podcast. It could be through social media. It could be through friends and family. It could be because you know you're excited about the app. But just a quick background on what's happening here, what's going on, what the show is about, just some context. Rival is a daily fantasy sports app. It's currently under construction. It's going to have a lot of fun games, a lot of fun ways for you to play and and, and be involved in sports from a DFS perspective. Um, some things that are, you're more familiar with and, and, and then new styles of, of games as well. We're really excited about it and it'll be out soon. You can go to the website. Um, you can check actually follow on social media. Do, do whatever is easier for you, whether it's just going to the website and hitting on the link there. If it's you know, just going straight to the website. But basically, if you go to uh, at Rival Fantasy right now and follow on Twitter, you can also do the same thing on Instagram. I have a link up there for you. If you click the link, it'll bring you directly to a uh, website page where you could just put your email in. And when, when you do that, what will happen is once the app launches, you'll be notified through an email uh, that'll let you know that the app is available for your download and ready for you to start playing and having fun and winning and competing against your friends. So um, do that. That's the easiest thing to do. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, of course. That way you don't miss any of the episodes. Uh, what we're doing on this podcast is going to be unique. It's going to be a little different than what you're what you're used to, and what you're accustomed to. We will have episodes like today where we cover, you know, three of the top headlines in sports across all sports, whatever, you know, headlines we, we find the most interesting that we want to talk about. Um, but we'll also have uh, DFS content that's unique strictly to the app. Uh, that way it's very specific for you. It's not, you know, something you're hearing all over the place. And then on top of that, which we, which I'm most excited about is the behind the scenes interviews with uh, people who are a part of the app, the creators, uh, the ones who are who are creating it uh, on the back end, the ones who will be able to talk to us about, you know, their, their, their path to get to this point, you know, what motivated them, what, you know, what challenges they face, what they've overcome, all, all of the good stuff, because I feel like it's important for you to know the story behind the people. So so often that I download even apps. I have so many apps on my phone right now. I don't know who created it. I don't know where it started, why it started. I don't know what they're doing besides the app. I don't know anything about it. And I would like to know. I'm always intrigued by the stories of, of behind the company, behind you know uh, the, the things that are happening currently. I mean, I'm excited to hear about those kind of things. So we're going to have make sure we have guys on here like the, the, on the next episode that you should hear. Uh, we'll have Bruce on the show uh, and Bruce is one of the uh, you know creators of, of Rival. So we'll be excited to talk to him. We'll get a little bit into his past. We'll get into where they're at currently. You know, and we'll just talk about the app and him and everything else in between. And and through this process, we'll have all the different people from behind the scenes on the show and we'll keep revisiting it. And whenever there's updates to the app, whenever there's um, questions from users, I'm going to bring them back on and we'll talk to them and we'll have questions answered for you guys. Um, so we're going to we're going to find all kinds of fun ways to uh, include, you know, the users of the app and the creators of the app and this podcast. Um, so so definitely subscribe, leave a review. Let's get this thing popping. Um, go to social Instagram and Twitter. Uh, go ahead and follow today. They're up there now. 
We'll follow you guys back. We look forward to seeing from you guys. When you follow us, just say, hey, I listen to the podcast. Um, please, you know, I'm looking forward to the ad that, you know, whatnot. And I'll know that you're that you're following because of the podcast. We'll make sure we follow you back on there. Um, so today's episode. There's no behind the scenes. That's next. That's next episode. But today's episode, I just wanted to cover just to kind of get things moving here. Some of my favorite uh, headlines that are happening right now in sports that I think are super interesting and, and worth discussing. And they're entertaining. They're serious in some aspects. And the main thing here is not only do I want to talk to you guys about it, I want to hear your thoughts, your opinions. If you send in questions, if you have feedback, we want to hear it. So when we talk about these topics here on the show or we have guests on the show and we talk, interact with us. Shout, hit, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. We want to, you know, share your tweets on here. We want to talk to you on here. We want to get it all, you know, all, all moving on here. So let's just go ahead, jump straight into these topics that um, I that are the three topics that are just that are just buzzing for me right now that I, that I have to talk about. Um, the first one is the New York Mets that you're saying, like, what? What about the New York Mets? And I don't know. It, you know, depends on whether you follow baseball a lot. If you're a big fan of baseball, if you're not a fan of baseball, you may not have heard. Um, but the Mets, besides, you know, their recent struggles, they're obviously they're um, a team that people gravitate to. People talk about they're in New York. Right. So the media central, all these things, they're, they're never going to not be talked about, whether it's from a really bad perspective or a really good perspective. Right now, while they've had a pretty good season, it's starting to get rough. <laughs> they're hitting a rough patch. And. That's not really what I want to talk about because we know teams go through ebbs and flows. Teams do good. They do bad. You kind of, you know, riding a roller coaster a lot for for many teams throughout a season, unless you're just up on the upswing the whole time. It's possible. Uh, but for the Mets, that's not the case this year. Um, and they have a, a new billionaire owner, right? He's like the richest owner in baseball. He, he He's putting money into this team. He's bringing new life to this team because they, they they've been, you know, marred by bad ownership for a while so however what's what i want to talk about i think is interesting and it speaks to just not even the mets or baseball but just sports in general i'm curious everyone's thoughts on this i'm going to give you mine of course um the mets owner during this you know losing streak that they're in he he got on twitter and he tweeted about it um and he does use twitter he's it's not like something this is it's not like totally random he does use Twitter to connect with the fans, talk to everybody, you know, that kind of stuff, get fans excited. But he tweeted, I'm going to read straight up from the tweet. Um, Steve Cohen, Mets owner, tweeted on Wednesday morning, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Simple as that. One tweet. But it's from an owner of a sports franchise. And I'm not sure how to feel about that. Um, if you go to ESPN, they had an article up today where um, the players they actually, they actually won today. So they broke the, the losing streak they were in, but um, on ESPN, they had, they had an article up after the game and it said, um, you know, one of the players, Pilar, he admitted that the comment was a topic of conversation in New York's clubhouse before the game. You know, he mentioned how, you know, the owner is passionate, you know, about the team. He cares very much about everybody. Um, and he just wants to see them be successful. Even, the head coach, you know, talked about it and said that, you know, he even seen the tweet. Everyone, of course, had to see this tweet like this. If they would have denied this, I would have felt really, uh, really embarrassed for them and ashamed of them for not admitting that they you know, were bothered by this or that it was a topic to be discussed around the team. Um, but the uh, head coach said, you know, they're aware of the tweet. 
they were they were they're really working hard every day and they're trying to find a way to win some games and that you know basically they're trying to see what's happening they're happy that you know it happened today man it got me thinking though i'm happy for the mads happy they turned you know killed the losing streak and are hopefully going to turn things around to you know pick up their season here again but more importantly what do you think about owners who tweet on social media about their teams especially in a time of you know, a negative time for the team. It's easy to tweet when it's positive or just answering fans' questions and things like that. That's cool to me. But when you get on there and you start talking negative about the team vocally, man, that's a, uh, you know, that's a thin line for me. Because when I think about anybody's job, the owner coming out and doing that, saying, hey, Linda over here in, um, you know, marketing, just doing a bad job <laughs> or Jim in sales or just the sales team is having a rough month. And I can't understand it. Like it's one thing when you say that in a, in a work meeting, an office meeting on Monday, 9am sharp. I need y'all here. I'm not happy, but for the owner to go tweet it and make it a public matter, a public discussion. I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, I do know how I feel about that. I don't like it. I don't like it because I feel like being on a sports team, being at an organization, even in your regular nine to five, anything you're doing where you work with a team, I don't think the, I believe the issues are personal. So whatever you're going through as a team, it's the team going through it. I know the fans are looked at an extension of the team. I know that everyone talks about, oh, our fans are the best. You know, this is such and such nation or uh, you know, whatever, whatever, it, you know, the six man, this, that, you know, it happens, right? Like you have, you, you, you make your fans a big part of your team. And that's why we do this, right? That's why DFS is so popular. Fantasy sports is so popular. Sports podcasts are so popular. Articles, websites, content, overflowing movies, everything, right? Because the fans feel like they're part of the team. You, you always hear people say, you know, we won today. <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. And people are like, hey, why are you saying we? You ain't on the team. That's what it feels like, though, as a fan. That's the beauty of it. So on one half, on one end of the discussion, someone could say, I do like him tweeting this because I feel like I'm part of the team. I feel like we deserve to do this. I, I He deserves to call him out publicly and put him on the spot. And I, res- I respect that in the sense where, like, I do know that public um, call outs have effect. But. It also kind of feels like um, this couple's having a relationship issue and it's being aired out publicly on Instagram. I'm not a fan of that. It's a private matter. It's it's something that they personally should be dealing with, not them and the whole world watching. So it's that thin line. It's that thin line of, you know, making it public or keeping it private. Do you call somebody out publicly or do you keep it private? And we see it every day in social media and pop culture, you know, people being called out in relationships and businesses. And here we are in sports teams. Personally, not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of this move by Steve Cohen. And I don't think it helped them win. I don't think it's why they won. Um, I don't think it's any of that. I think they just won because they won because they played hard. I mean, did this in some way motivate them today to shut him up, to prove him wrong, to make him happy? Possibly. Possibly it had to have made them maybe a little more passionate, a little more angry, but 
I don't think I think the blowback from doing something like this on the negative side could be way more heavier. And so I'd prefer an owner to be an owner, to be a leader and to not do this publicly. I do not agree with what he did publicly. So I'm not a fan of this. I'm curious what the listeners are thinking about this. So I'm curious what other fans are thinking about this. Put yourself in the Mets fan perspective. Make believe to yourself that the, the team that you're a favorite, the favorite fan of that, you know, your favorite team, favorite fan, <laughs> your favorite team's owner did this. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if it's your, your job, your relationship. I want to know if you think that calling people out publicly is the smart way to do it or if it should be held privately. So hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Let, let me let me know when a team is struggling should the owner publicly or privately address his, you know, his, his feelings towards the situation? Hit us up at Rival Fantasy on Instagram and Twitter. I want to know your thoughts. We'll share them on next week's episode. Uh, we'll, we'll chop it up. We'll, we'll discuss it and we'll see what people are thinking. That's the first thing that was, you know, on the top of my mind today. I, I had to get that off first because it was kind of, you know, just, I don't know. It was. This weird thing that had to be discussed for me is such a thin line. I want, I, it was a, it was the first one on the list for me. The next thing I wanted to discuss is Andy Dalton. <laughs> and you're thinking, what? Like, what did Andy Dalton do? What, what, why are we talking about Andy Dalton? Like, what is, what's the big deal about Andy Dalton? I didn't think that he was news relevant at the moment. Anyone who watched preseason last week seen the Bears and they seen Justin Fields do amazing things. Chicago has been just waiting for a successful quarterback to 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 happen, to come to life, to come to fruition in Chicago after some some bad breaks with quarterbacks. And they drafted Justin Fields this year to 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 change their luck, <laughs> to try again. To take another swing and having a, a you know a, a quarterback that can lead this franchise. And from it's it's just preseason. It's just preseason. It's basically like a practice to some people. It's not, it doesn't mean, you know, someone who balls out in preseasons is gonna be a star. But Justin Fields looked really good in just processing things and making plays. He did things that, you know, make quarterbacks special. He looked like a leader. He was making plays with his legs. It Overall, he was checking all the boxes that you want checked. Is it a real game? No. Does it mean he's going to be successful? No. But he still took care of what he needed to take care of. I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to write that off. He still did what he had to do. Because if he did bad, I would still blast him. I would still blast him some. I would still be disappointed and Bears fans would be nervous. That's not the point of this conversation. Andy Dalton, of course, signed with the Bears before they drafted Justin Fields and, you know, was told or thought that he was going to be the starter, right? That he's going to be the starting quarterback in Chicago. For me, I'm of the belief that if a quarter, if you get a quarterback like Justin Fields, if you get a quarterback like Trey Lance, when you get these kind of guys at Jalen Hurts, you start them. You throw them into the fire. Get them out there. They're talented enough to overcome certain things. 
You want them to get that experience. You want them to, you know, to, to feel the game, the speed of the game. If you have a stud quarterback in front of them, I get them sitting out for a year. I get it. If you have a stud, Andy Dalton is not a stud quarterback. He is not, he does not have the ceiling of what Justin Fields may have. It's just, it's just a fact. He doesn't. So after Fields balls out, fans get excited. Fantasy players are excited. DFS managers are excited. Everyone's excited. Everyone who, who, who partakes in sports is excited, whether they're betting, whether they're playing fantasy, whether they're just a fan. Obviously, Andy Dalton's going to hear about that. Article, NFL.com. Interview, he was interviewed, and it says here, the, the combined results has some Bears fans clamoring for fields to extend to the role of QB1 at the start of the season. Dalton, meanwhile, has his own claim to the coveted spot. After all, he was signed to be the Chicago's starter in 2021, so he's attempting to block out the noise. You can't focus on that. If you focus on that, then it's going to beat you down, Dalton said Wednesday. I know who I am. I know who I was created to be. I know where my identity lies. Do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. But that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Like I said before, Justin's going to have his time and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's my time. And so my focus is being on the best player I could be for this team and doing everything I, I to help this team win. Listen, bro. I know you want to be the starter. I know you may have been promised that you will have the opportunity to be the starter. That that's their plan. But if Justin Fields keeps doing what Justin Fields does and the fans get more and more excited, you really don't want to be the starter, bro. Because the second you struggle, the second you throw an interception, the second they don't win a game behind you, they're going to call for Fields anyway. Do you want that all the time? Do you want to hear the fans doing that all the time? Listen, you just have to understand that if you struggle, you're 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 done. You're done. The fans want to see Justin Fields now. They got they're excited after their first round pick. I'm not even a Bears fan. I want Justin Fields to be the starter. This team has no reason to start Andy Dalton. I mean, we'll see how the rest of the preseason, you know, plays out, how they feel training camp goes. Obviously, ultimately, this is the team's decision. And we've seen teams, you know, do this where they'll start, the, you know, the quarterback, the veteran quarterback for three games, five games, eight games, 10 games, 12 games, and then eventually bring the rookie in. It's like a respect thing for the vet. They think the vet has a better chance of keeping things stable out the gate, you know, putting them in the playoff hunt. If he's a stable enough quarterback, a game manager of sorts, that it'd be cool, smooth sailing for a talented team. I don't see how you can put. I don't see how you can close out the ceiling on Justin Fields, though. He has no ceiling. The roof is crazy on him. So if I'm pull, if I if I'm a fan, if I have a call in this, if I have a decision in this, I'm, I I I want Justin Fields, no question. If I'm thinking about it from a fantasy perspective or a DFS perspective, I'm expecting Justin Fields to be the starter of this team, of this quarter, quarterback of this team, no question at this season, some point. Sooner rather than later. And it'll be, you know, one of those situations where it'll be unfortunate if Andy Dalton is able to hold his job. I mean, it won't be unfortunate because that means they're in the playoff race or whatever the case may be. But I just want to see Justin Fields, man. We all do. 
So I, I respect Andy Dalton for having, you know, the confidence and the belief, even if it's an act at this point. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know his state of mind. Right. He sounds, you know, confident in it. But. And he's saying what he's supposed to say. A- any backup quarterback on the team is going to say this kind of stuff that they want to be the starter and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I think Andy Dalton really believes it. And I think he shouldn't. <laughs> no, nah, he should. He should. This is the confidence you want to have. This is definitely the confidence, Andy. I respect it, man. I just don't think it's going to happen. Again, rival listeners, I'm curious your thoughts. I'll throw up a poll on Twitter. I want to know week one of the NFL season, not preseason. That's done. NFL season week one, who will be the starting quarterback? Who will take that first snap for the Bears? Andy Dalton. Or Justin Fields. And we'll come back next week with the results of that poll. Because I'm curious what fans are thinking right now. Because I can see some fans thinking that Andy Dalton is the answer right now. You know, just out the gate. It's totally possible and it's not insane. I want to end this uh this episode on a high note. On a, on a light note. On a, an entertaining note. And the entertainment for today came from Jalen Ramsey. And none other than Hunter Renfro, wide receiver for the Raiders. He, you know, people joke, he looks like a doctor, he looks like a lawyer. He doesn't look like your prototypical football player, right? They're, these guys happen to sneak into the league. <laughs> they don't look like, you know, freak athletes. They don't look, they don't have the body type structure of, you know, a physical specimen. But Hunter Renfro is a talented wide receiver. And you know how I know that? Because not only does he make these plays sometimes, right, or have big games, or it's it's hard in that offense because they're not always a very passing offense. They're not always uh, a specific target kind of offense. They go out, they spread, you know, Derek Carr spreads the ball, John Gruden spreads the ball, on, you know, on the, on the play calling. But Hunter Renfro has big games, so we know he's capable of it, and he did good things in college. And the the real t- tall tale sign here is that <clears throat> tall tale, tall tale, whatever, is that when you read reports from other wide receivers on the team from training camp, practice, games, whatever, especially when new wide receivers come to the team, guys that weren't on the team the previous season, so they never played with Hunter Renfro, they always say say that they they, they try to figure out how to do what Hunter, Hunter Renfro does, how to move like Hunter Renfro, how he comes out in his breaks, how he runs the routes that he runs. He, it's unique to them, uh, and it works. So Hunter Renfro isn't a bad wide receiver, whether or not he looks the part, okay? So... Let's get that out of the way. Jalen Ramsey on the other half looks the part, plays like the part, is one of the top corners in the game, top defensive players in the game in the secondary. To some, he's the best, right, at what he does. But we also know that Jalen Ramsey is also one of the best at entertaining us through his, you know, through it through the shit talking, through the through the through the banter and the and the and the you know jarring back and forth with players. He's no you know, he's not shy about that kind of stuff. And so it's brought a lot of entertainment to us, right, as, you know, fans of the sport. So today, the Raiders and the Rams are having a joint practice. Well, it was yesterday, today, whenever you're listening, it just depends. Um, and they're going to continue this. So it's not it's, yesterday wasn't the last day. But these things always get more heated than than games, right? So a lot of players even say that these are more effective for them um, than the preseason games because all, you know, the starters get to play. Um, everyone gets to play, although it's still 
the play calling is more also more you know less vanilla in the in these practices because fans aren't really watching so or teams so they can't really you know they're not worried about nobody you know figuring them so figuring them out in the preseason so in the preseason games is very vanilla and the practices it's a little more in depth so players really like these practices and if you watch anything whether it's um you know and any reports that you see come back from these joint practices they always seem to get heated we've seen videos and clips and articles and all these things about a lot of these fights that break out at these um joint practices and so they're always exciting for fans to kind of get the news back from these practices that are happening and when the day is over well today there was reports coming out that Hunter Renfro was beating Jalen Ramsey at, at, a, at a good a good amount enough for writers and guys following the teams to report about it and so uh they asked Jalen they asked Hunter Renfro after the game you know Raiders beat writers guys in the area um say how did it feel to be you know to be to do well against Jalen Ramsey and he said hey you know I won some um he won some we'll come out tomorrow hopefully get you know get better again He's being humble about it. <laughs> He's being humble about it. The reporters are coming out, and it's not just Raider beat reporters. So let's not go with this, oh, bias reporting. Uh, you can't believe beat reporters for the teams, team reporters, this and that. This is, these are guys from all over because it's a joint practice. You know, every, everyone's there for it. So other reporters are saying it too. It's not just Raider, you know, employees, basically, what I'm getting at. Um, it's not just, you know, people who are hired to be excited about this team. And so it happened. This is a fact, right? I mean, he, he acknowledged it. The reporters are all acknowledging. Everyone who was there acknowledges it. Jalen Ramsey, though, comes to Twitter. And this is how you know it was real. Because Jalen Ramsey is emotional. Not in a bad way. It's cool. Um, but he came on Twitter and he put, I can't believe that y'all, and he put y'all in parentheses. I'm not really sure what the parentheses for were on y'all was exactly. But he said, I can't believe that y'all believe half the BS that people say for clicks. Y'all got to know at this point and do better than that. LOL. It's all love. I ain't going to pop my shit, but just know I'm really the chosen one. Thank you, God. Then he followed up with, y'all enjoy y'all day, though, because I know I am, LOL. Even the haters, I still hope you enjoy your day and go make some money. That is that is salty tweets. <laughs> Those are salty tweets at the finest. That is in a man, he's emotional. Because he because he's reading these headlines, he's reading these tweets, and he's mad about it. But the fact remains, bro, it's just it's just practice. It's not the game. Don't matter yet. There's no W's being handed out. There's no Super Bowl trophies being handed out. Hunter Renfro beat you on some plays. It happens, right? So there's really no point to get super emotional about it because, again, just like we say, you know, in preseason and stuff, the wins don't matter. The players who ball out, it don't necessarily matter. It's nice to see them check boxes. Um, and for Hunter Renfro, he even said, it's nice because if I could beat Jalen Ramsey, I could beat any cornerback. I could beat any secondary player because if I could beat the best, I could beat anybody. So you can't say it don't matter because that confidence matters. Think about you. Think about yourself. Anytime you gain extra confidence in life, you do your job better. You do whatever you're trying to do better because you're confident. So he's gaining confidence saying, I'm going up against a supreme player at this position and I'm beating him. Not every single time, but I'm beating him. So if I could beat him, I could beat anybody. That's how that that's just is what it is. He may not have thought that before he beat Jalen Ramsey. So now you got this guy who's extra motivated, who's extra confident. That matters. Again, I know some people are solely data-driven, don't totally analytic-driven, and they don't care about narratives. They don't care about stories. They don't care about the human aspect. They don't care about things they can't quantify and, and prove through science. But confidence is real. 
and Hunter Renfro gained confidence. So that matters. That will carry over into the season for him, and that will matter in his career, and it will matter for the Raiders. It doesn't mean he's amazing. It doesn't mean he's going to have 2,000 receiving yards, 20,000 touchdowns. It just means that he's going to have a pretty good season if when he gets the opportunities. And that knowing that he could beat Jalen Ramsey matters because it means when he lines up against anybody, he'll remember back to these practices that I was beating Jalen Ramsey off the, you know, out here on plays. You can discount it if you want, but I believe that. Jalen Ramsey's not hurt by it. Jalen Ramsey knows what he's capable of, too. Jalen Ramsey knows he got some plays off on him, too. And maybe he'll get him off, you know, on the next practice. Jalen Ramsey said, well, I'm not, I'm not knocking Jalen Ramsey for this at all. That's important to understand that. I'm not knocking Jalen Ramsey. He's not losing confidence. He's not concerned about his ability. But those are salty tweets, Jalen. Those tweets are salty, sir. <laughs> you know they are. You know they are. It's not a question. Those, 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 are, those are salty tweets. I don't, does, um, I'm trying to see here. And this man's got it, so you can't even respond to his tweets. Only people he follows or mention can reply. Man, whatever. You know, it's probably best for him in his case. But um, shout out to all the, you know, Raider fans making their memes and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just fun, you know, that even in, you know, the offseason, not the offseason, but in the preseason and in just practice that we can, you know, be entertained by these kind of guys. I wish joint practices happened all training camp round it always seems way more effective than regular practices but i get you know it's not how it is so i say all this to just say hey man when these joint practices happen follow them follow the news follow the headlines um i'm big on narratives i'm big on um stories i'm big on the things that you can't necessarily you know put on on a data sheet on a spreadsheet and and make sense of it um and so you'll hear more of that here on the podcast (laughs) you'll hear more about that on the rival podcast um which is also, again, just how we approach things here, um, even on our interviews and our conversations, anything we talk about, the human aspect is important. The stuff that we can't just read on a piece of paper or, or, or make sense of, you know, with with, with data, um, that human story matters. Um, and so you'll hear a lot about that on, on, on this podcast. So that's it for today. Those are the three headlines that, you know, were boggling my mind and I had to speak about that I was happy to share with you guys and chop it up with you about. I want to know your opinion. So go follow at rival fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. There'll be polls up. We, we do all kinds of social media stuff, contests from, you know, different times. It's where you'll hear about updates for the app. You'll get all kinds of stuff there. So go follow, let us know. Hey, I listened to the podcast. I'm just letting you know, I'm following you guys. I'll follow you back on there. If that's the case that so we can make sure we're, you know, showing love to you guys. Don't forget to hit subscribe. I don't want you guys to miss any episodes. It's important. And also leave a review if you can so that, you know, those coming in and going who, who aren't familiar, they read your review. They say, it sounds fire. This sounds fly. I'm going to hit subscribe and listen too. you are, you know, the voice that matters here at the end of the day. So, um, again, my name is Neil Malito. I'm the host of the Rival Podcast. Go on. And, and don't forget, when you go to the social media, click that click that link on the bio and put your email in there so that we can send you the uh, alert when the app is right when, when the app is when the app is dropping and you don't want to miss it. It's a fun app. You're going to enjoy it. Like I said, we're going to have contests, all kinds of stuff going on leading up to it. And uh, I don't want you guys to miss out. So this is a great way to do that. Social media, you know, the Twitter and Instagram, the podcast, all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Other than that, guys, that's it for today. We'll see you next episode. The next episode will be a behind the scenes episode. Don't miss it. See you guys then. We're out.